Welcome to A Journey of Transformation Empowerment. You're listening to Antonio T. Smith Jr. Where ideas ignite, change, and possibilities are endless. Before we dive into today's episode, we have something special for our listeners. Today's podcast is brought to you by a groundbreaking book that's reshaping the conversation around Black economic empowerment. It's Resegregation, Volume 1, The Power Matrix, a master plan for Black group economics with wealth creation, authored by visionary Antonio T. Smith, Jr., Antonio isn't just an author. He's a former top-secret combat special operations intelligence sergeant turned millionaire. His life work championed the economic autonomy and wealth creation within black communities. In this seminal work, dedicated to teachings of Dr. Claude Anderson, Antonio outlines a comprehensive blueprint covering critical sectors like finance, technology, manufacturing, and more. He blends military discipline with acute understanding of systematic disparity. This isn't just a book. It's a movement. A call to action to create lasting wealth and reshaping the economic narrative. Antonio's vision is clear. Drive a significant shift toward black ownership and control. Listeners, if you've ever wondered about innovative strategies for wealth creation or how technological transformation can uplift the black communities, then this book is for you. Join Antonio Smith Jr. on the transformative journey. Pick up your copy of The Resegregation Volume 1, The Power Matrix today and be a part of the reshaping future. Now, let's dive into the episode and explore the possibilities that await us. Welcome to the power of the P, the principal piece to productive, prosperous, and purposeful living. This podcast is set up to help you, guide you to live a more prosperous and purposeful life. I am your host, Tracy D. Armstrong, author of the book, The Power of the P. And this episode, we are going into the chapter about preparing for the process. Now, if you haven't gotten the book, get the book. It's available all online platforms. But if you don't have the book, I'm going to go through this chapter and break down a lot of the parts to the process and how to prepare. Because some people say, well, okay, what part, what, what comes in preparation? There's a lot of things that comes into achieving your dreams, your visions, and your goals. It doesn't just happen by happenstance. You actually have to prepare yourself as you're going through the process, while you're in the process, and you want to prepare in order to achieve what you're trying to achieve. So 
chapter starts off with, now that you've checked and changed your perspective, because perspective was the first chapter of the book. If you haven't heard that one, you can go back to episode one. You want to check and change your perspective of yourself and discover your purpose for living. Purpose and passion was chapter two. It is time to prepare for the process. You may say the process of what? The process of purposeful living towards a more productive and prosperous life. One of my mentors, Phil Sorrentino, he's part of the human consultants, and he would always remind me that it's not an event, it's a process. What this meant was that achieving your dreams doesn't just happen overnight. It is a process, and you need to prepare to go through it. It is a journey that we call life. When preparing, it is going to require you to change some things. So change is something that a lot of people push back at because you get so used to doing things the way you've been doing it. But just because you've done things the way you've always done it, that doesn't mean that the way you've done it has been the best way. Check your harvest. See if what you have been doing has really caused you to be fruitful. And if it hasn't, then you might want to change some things in your life. But you must embrace the change in order to fully prepare. If you resist change and you don't allow the process to take place, how will you ever grow? So think about it. You're trying to grow in life. You're trying to grow in prosperity. But how can you grow if you never decide to take the steps and to prepare yourself? Think about a plant. Let's take it to science. Think about a plant. A plant starts off as a seed. Got to plant that seed in order to even start the process. It is usually small, round, or oval shaped right? Seeds can be different colors depending on what you're growing. After the seed is planted, it begins to change its perspective, the way it looks, okay? It is no longer just a seed. It starts to transform into a main root. It is no longer perceived as a seed. Now, the main root forms and discovers its purpose. Think about it. Every seed planted has an ultimate purpose of the type of harvest that you're trying to grow. Now, the purpose is to be the anchor of the root. When you have something anchored, it's holding it down, okay? Now, the purpose is the anchor of the plant it holds it down. It also serves the purpose of absorbing food and water. If the main root doesn't fulfill its purpose, then the plant doesn't live life to the fullest, okay? Follow me. It may not survive. It may not be healthy. Think about it. In order for that seed to grow and develop, it had to undergo a change. It had to change into that main root in order to serve its purpose. Change is necessary in life in order to live a productive and prosperous life. So you are the seed. 
In order for you to live a purpose-filled life, you must change your perspective of what you were and become what God has purposed you to be. Now, pause right there. What you were in your past does not determine what you have to be or what you will be in your future. Remember that. Just like a plant, you must find the right soil to be planted in. This can be correlated to the people you surround yourself with. If you surround yourself with groups that don't serve your purpose, it's like a seed being planted in infertile ground. It's not going to grow. Also like the plant, you must nourish and value what you were created for. Your purpose is like the main root. You got to feed it with the proper nutrients to help it grow. You got to provide yourself with plenty of water so that you don't thirst. Thirst meaning having the feeling of some type of need that's not being met. You hear people talk about people being thirsty because when you're saying you're thirsty, you're in need of something. You're searching for something. You're trying to get something to quench whatever that is that you're trying to fulfill. Okay. So when you surround yourself with the right people, then they will support your change. Remember that the right people will help support your change. The wrong people will be that infertile soil that will not allow your seed and your purpose to grow. Now, don't be like the plants that never grow and never take root. The main root must be the anchor for the plant. You must anchor yourself in what you desire to be and prepare to undergo the process of changing. Now, change is hard for a lot of people, but in order to have a better future, you must be able to change your viewpoint. Change the way you think about situations. Change the way you think about yourself and change the way you think about the past. Let's look at some ways to prepare yourself for the process of changing your life. First, you must decide to change. This is the first way to prepare because you have to make the decision that is the what you want to do. You want to live a more productive and prosperous life. Your decision will bring some discomfort, not just in your life, but the lives of those that surround you. Your decision to change must come from within your heart. If you waffle on whether or not you're gonna do it, then chances are most likely you won't. What that means is if one day you say, oh, I wanna change, I wanna change, and the next day you're like, I don't know, it's a little too hard. If you keep going back and forth, chances are that you won't fulfill that change. It's like someone saying enough is enough. And since you are reading this book and listening to this podcast, I can guess that you are at least thinking about the change, which is a wonderful first step. Now, the next step, learn to embrace the discomfort. Now, you may say, Tracy, how do you expect me to embrace discomfort? Because discomfort is something that you're not trying to be in all the time. Who likes being uncomfortable? Usually no one. And I'm telling you to learn to embrace it because if you don't embrace the discomfort, 
you're not going to be disciplined to fulfill your purpose. Now, discomfort is the feeling of unease, anxiousness, and sometimes embarrassment. This is a part of the process. Preparing for the unease is important because when you step out to achieve a goal that you've never done, it won't always be easy. You may have to cry sometimes, but in the end, it is worth it. You may have some growing pains, okay? And that is a part of the process. The feeling of anxiousness comes from not knowing what is going to happen. You must prepare your mind to be okay with not knowing all of the steps to get you to the life that you desire. But if you keep on taking those steps, you will eventually get there. And sometimes that's going to be uncomfortable. Now, the embarrassment that may come when you don't know exactly what you're doing and other people are watching you and you feel awkward in your pursuit of change, this is going to happen. You're going to have people looking at you. You're going to have people questioning what you're doing. You're going to have people talking about you when you do decide to change. The pursuit of change is not something that everybody is going to want you to do, especially If you're changing and they're not, a lot of times people want you to stay at the same level that they're at. Now, usually the ones that will have something to say are the same ones that are not making any moves themselves because people making moves already understand exactly what you are going through and they don't have time to be messing with you. Remember that. People that are making moves already, people that have already went through changing, they understand what you're going through. Those are going to be the ones that are going to support you in your adventures of the change. They're going to support you in your discomfort because they're going to be like, been there, done that, completely understand what you're going through. All right. Step three, stop making excuses. Some may say, well, I don't make excuses. I just give my reasons why I can't do something. Now, to make it clear, the definition of an excuse means a reason that tries to justify someone's faults or offense. This means that when you give your reasons why you can't start a business, you are actually making excuses. When you give your reasons why you can't live a prosperous life, you're making excuses. Sounds like your excuses are holding you up from preparing. If you actually make excuses as to why you can't have what you desire, then why do you even desire anything? Oh, I'm gonna say that again. If every time you desire something and you make an excuse for why you cannot have what you desire, then why do you even keep desiring things? Do you only desire these things that you know you can have? Like, if that's the case, then don't expect anything greater than what you have or what you think you can have. Now, 
let me break that down. Because if you don't think you can have more than what you already have, then you're not even going to try to get it. Like your desires should be greater than what you actually have. Your desires should be greater than what you've actually thought you could have achieved. Like this. I remember making excuses for why I did not start my first podcast. My excuse was I didn't know exactly what a podcast was. I didn't know all of the steps in starting a podcast. I didn't understand what elements went into the creation of a podcast. So these were my excuses for not moving forward. Guess what? All of the excuses I was making, I had the answers to them. But I had to make up my mind that I was going to stop making excuses and find the answers to achieve my goal. I did what I needed to do and was successful. Now, if I would have kept making excuses about what I couldn't do in my life, I would have achieved. I would not have achieved as many goals that I have. Now, let me break that down. I had a student that told me, man, miss, you should do a podcast about social and emotional learning because that's what they were really getting a good grasp on it. And I was like, what's that? I didn't know what a podcast was. I heard people doing them, but I never thought of myself as being one to do that. And then other students chimed in and said, yeah, miss, I think that'd be good. Yeah, I'd listen, I'd tune in. And so that's when I started researching more. And when I started learning what it took, and I learned that it didn't take as much as I thought that it was going to take. And that's what some of you do. You want to do something, but you have all of these assumptions that it's going to take more time than you have. Or you assume it's going to take more money than you have. Or you think you're going to have to have all these skills and resources. And sometimes once you start, you realize, I realized I didn't need all the fancy microphones and everything that I saw on podcasts. I realized I didn't need to have the full script of every episode written out for every podcast. I just needed to get started recording and talking and interviewing people. And then more and more came as I began. Later on, I got the microphone. Later on, I learned how to do the editing. Once I got started, I started gaining more skills, gaining more knowledge. I had more resources with more people wanting to be interviewed. So With that being said, stop making excuses for whatever that dream is that you have. Start learning the steps of how to get to it, okay? Next step, identify what is holding you back. What's holding you back? Because once you get rid of the excuses, because that's like the first thing that holds people back. Like people not knowing what they want to do, people making excuses, people feeling uncomfortable. Once you get rid of the excuses, really take a moment to think about what could actually be holding you back. And I pause so that you can think about it. Okay, because some of your thoughts might be, well, you don't know what to do. Some of you might say you have a lack of knowledge. Lack of knowledge could be what's holding you back. Some might say lack of finances. 
Lack of finances could be another obstacle. Some y'all might say, oh, lack of support from people. You know, you don't have people supporting you. You don't have a mentor. You don't have a group of people to help guide you. These are viable resources that could possibly be temporarily holding you back. As for finances, if this is an obstacle, then instead of giving up and saying, I don't have the money, you can try to find ways to make the money, find ways to make it happen. And I'm not talking about illegal. I'm talking about finding legal ways to make some money so that money is not your excuse that keeps holding you back. If you don't have support people, guess what? You must learn to be your own support system sometimes. Sometimes you can't wait and depend on people to be there for you. You can't wait for people to prop you up and give you a pat on the back. Sometimes people are going to try to push you down while you're trying to pull yourself up. So you might have to be your own support system sometimes. Like, I remember... My daughter was selected to perform in the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade in New York City. Now, for those of you that do not know what this is, my daughter is a she's a she was dancing at school in a dance camp. They had the opportunity that if you were an all-star dancer, that was the prize, okay? Now, this had always been a dream of hers because ever since she was in middle school, she would see of the dancers from high school being a, being awarded these prizes. So when she had the opportunity to do it and she actually made all-star dancer, we were like, oh my gosh, this is a dream come true. However, it was up to me to provide the finances for not just her to go, but for me to go also, because this time she was only 15. Okay, and I dare not send my child to New York City at 15 years old by herself, even though there was going to be other people going that's going to be dancing in the parade, even though it was with an organization. Uh, How many of y'all would send y'all 15 year old female to New York City by themselves for an entire week? Oh, no, I didn't think so. So (laughs) with that being said, the cost was doubled. Now, for those who don't know, I'm an educator. And at that moment, I was just doing education and teaching. And I'm a single mother. So I didn't have that money. Like what happened is we had to pay for the expenses of getting to New York. They provided the opportunity to be in the parade, but we had to pay for the package, which included the hotel, the, you know, they had the uniforms they had to wear. They had all types of the food. Everything was in the package, but you had to pay for the package. Now, it was double for her and myself to go. And this is what I got from some of my family. Some of my family would say, oh, that's too much money. She doesn't need to be going up there anyways. You know, somebody would say, you know, well, the expenses are too much. If you don't have it, if I ain't got it, do without it. And I was like, yeah, but those are excuses to not live in a dream. Like, 
yeah, we didn't have the money, but instead of me just sitting back saying, I don't have the money. Oh, woe is me. I'm never going to do it. You can't do it. I was like, okay, no, we're going to make a way. So it was necessary for me to quiet the voices from all the other people. And with these words being said to us, instead of me getting in agreement with them, I was determined. I had to be my own support system for the both of us. I didn't want my daughter growing up feeling like she could never achieve dreams because of money. And some of you might feel that way now. Some of you might feel like, you know, you never really lived dreams, lived your dreams, or your children never really fulfilled some of their dreams because you didn't have the money. I would tell myself where there is a will, there is a way, but your will has to be strong enough to make a way. So what I did, I created ways to generate funds. We did fundraisers. I did marketing campaigns and whatever money-making activities I could. I did not let the lack of finances or moral support stop us from achieving this goal that I set out for. But this is the thing. You must prepare your mind to push past the list of things that will stop you. You have to prepare your mindset because you got to be disciplined. You got to be determined. You got to be dedicated that whatever that goal is that you desire, that you're going to do what it takes to achieve it. Like some people would say, well, she doesn't need to go, so I'm not going to support that fundraiser. But then other people would say, hey, I'm going to sow this seed into this young dancer to provide this opportunity for her to live a dream. So some would have donated $100, some donated $200. Like I put it out there so that people had the opportunity to give. You're going to have people that will give to you. And what's so surprising a lot of times, the people that will give to you and the people that will support you will be the people that you never even expected to support you. And the people that you expect to support you will be the main people saying, she don't need to go. I'm going to leave that right there for some of y'all to think about it. But I'm just saying. Next Define the changes you want to make in your life. What changes do you really want to make? Better question. What changes do you need to make? You know you need to make some changes in life. You know you need to do some things that are going to cause you to live a better life. But when you are preparing to make these changes, after identifying what's slowing you down, after realizing what your excuses are, really define what you want. Some people usually use tools like vision boards to define what they want. Sometimes you must start with some easy changes like your daily habits. Your daily habits can steal your time and energy without you even knowing it. 
I remember one day when I analyzed every single hour of my day, I noticed that I spent about two to three hours a day playing games on my phone. This was before I got my cheer gym started. I realized that I would spend so much time playing Candy Crush and Tetris and word games. It was like an addiction. I would lose and have to keep playing until I won or I fell asleep because I'm that competitive person. I'm like, I'm going to keep playing until I win. <laughs> I would wake up in the morning and start my morning playing games and wasting time. I was wasting that time that I could have been using towards achieving my goals. I had to make the change. When I kept making the excuses that I didn't have time in the day to do what I needed to do, I had to define what change would create more time in my life. So deleting those games from my phone increased my productivity and increased my purpose and it increased my time dramatically. The time I was wasting in the mornings was reallocated to researching business needs, checking emails, and doing other necessary things before I got my day started instead of playing games. This was one of the best changes that I decided to make. When defining the changes you want, look at your excuses, look at what's holding you back, and then set some goals. And now I want to pause right there and I want to talk to you all about this. I analyzed my day hour by hour and I would look and see, okay, I sleep from midnight to 7 a.m., seven hours of sleep. That's a good, reasonable amount of time to sleep. If I wake up at 7 a.m., I go to work at 8. What am I doing from 7 to 8? If I'm spending 30 minutes playing a video game or a game on my phone, then that's 30 minutes I could have been checking emails while I was getting dressed to get ready to go to work. That could have been 30 minutes of meditation, which is what I do now. 30 minutes of meditating in the morning before I get ready to go to work. So then I would say back then I was driving to work and my drive was about a 45 minute drive to work. During that 45 minute drive, instead of me just jamming out or listening to whatever, I could have been listening to an audio book. I could have been listening to motivational music. I could have been doing other things while driving. So then I would break down my time frame while I was at work or during my lunch break. I was playing games during my lunch, getting off work, driving back home, another 45 minute drive. Once I got home, yes, of course, we want to decompress. We want to relax. We want to, you know, enjoy our day, enjoy our night, but really calculate what are you doing with that time? Are you watching your favorite TV show? I don't want to say any names. I don't want to call out any apps. 
But are you watching your favorite show and your favorite show? I'll be honest, I'm a Law and Order SVU fanatic. And the way Law and Order has it set up, dun, 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 comes immediately <laughs> as the credits are rolling from the first one. And it rolls right into the second episode and right into the third episode. And before you know it, you'll be to watch Law and Order for three hours and it's time to go to bed. I had to learn if I wanted to be more productive and prosperous with my business, I had to be more purposeful with my time because my time was an excuse that I was using. Having a lack of time was a reason that was stopping me from being more productive. But when I really broke it down, I found that I had at least three to four hours a day that I was not being productive. Or let me just say, I wasn't being as productive as I could have been towards achieving the goal, okay? And so with that being said, your challenge from this episode, your challenge is to number one, Prepare yourself by deciding to change. Number two, prepare yourself for the discomfort of change. Number three, stop making excuses of why you are not changing. Number four, identify what is holding you back from changing. And then number five, really, Define the changes you want to make in your life and start making those changes. This is Tracy D. Armstrong. Thank you so much for tuning in today with preparing for the process. That was just the part one of preparing for the process. We have a lot more for you in your next episode to help you prepare for your process of achieving your goals, your dreams, and the visions that you have for your life. Again, we're coming to you from the power of the peas, the principle of peas to active, prosperous, and purposeful living. You can like, share, and subscribe at tracy.d.armstrong on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and all social media platforms. Have a good one, y'all.